episode one, Uno. Numero Uno. Numero Uno. There we go. Of your Jason Robinson legend podcast over Six Nations time. But because it, you're a legend of League and Union, you're going to touch on both. It's got to be. Super League season's just kicked off. Yeah. Um, so lots to talk about there, and obviously we're, we're Six Nations time, and yeah, not 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 a great start for England, but lots to discuss. Is this the most exciting, you know, after Christmas, we all love Christmas, is this the most exciting time of the year for you with the Super League season and Six Nations in your history and both? Yeah, it's, it's, it's a great time because I love rugby, whether it be yeah. league or union. I'm not sure why they both start on the same weekend. Great, great point. <laughs> I am not sure why they both start. Maybe a week early for Super League or a week later. Um, but that said, it's just wall-to-wall -wall rugby, in it? So, uh, you know, the Six Nations holds a, you know, a big part in my, my life. Um, you know, my first game for England was against Italy in the Six Nations. Never knew how people would take to me being the, the convert, but I always remember just sat on the bench and people just saying, get him on, get him on. And um, I always remember being stood on the sideline. Clive gave the nod to get me on. And just the crowd just started to lift. And that, and that game, I only came on for 20 minutes, but I must have had two touches in 20 minutes. I must have beaten about 15 people <laughs> and only made one meet again. Um, but from then on, I thought, yes, love this. A packed Twickenham Stadium. You know, swing low, sort of being shouted out around the stadium. And I knew at that point, you know, this is going to be special. What's the difference, like, with, with coming from rugby league, playing in grand finals, but going into the cauldron that is Twickenham? Because there's very few atmospheres like it in, in rugby, rugby league or rugby union. Is it the special one? Yeah, it's, I mean, you know, when I often compare league and union, um, union's got its home. You know, Twickenham, Twickenham is the home of, of English rugby union, you know, and, and it's always nice playing at home, you know, familiar surroundings. You know there's always going to be, you know, a big crowd. They could sell it out two or three times. The demand is such for tickets to watch the games. And, yeah, it's, it's, it's a special place, you know, to think, especially for me being rugby league, um, you know, growing up on a council estate, who would have thought that I would ever get the opportunity to play for England Rugby Union and also captain yeah. England Rugby Union. So, yeah, a, a really special place, walking out there, you know, just to, to, to the cheers, to, uh, you know, to, to what is an amazing atmosphere and call it your home. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, some, some great, great memories. Over the next six weeks, we're going to touch on all different topics and we're opening up to the audience. If there's something you'd like to hear from Jason, an opinion maybe about captains or maybe about uh, your favourite game, your favourite track, anything you'd like to hear as an audience, please, please, please hit us back on Jason's socials. We'll go through all of them and we'll also put your questions to Jason. You've got something good, we'll put your name up on the, on the, on the Fusion podcast. Are we calling it Fusion podcast? Um, well, well, I don't know. Maybe we should throw it out there. Throw I'm just, there. I'm thinking fusion, the mixture yeah. of league and union. I kind of sit in between. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Maybe it's some of the. Fence. Well, the thing is, it's not so much on the fence. I, I just, not many people get to play yeah. professional sport, let alone in two different sports. So for me, you know, I, I don't prefer one more than the other. I just, 
I'm just so blessed to have had the opportunity to play them both at the highest level. So for today, it's the Fusion podcast. We've got, we're drinking a can of Coca Fusion, which is very, very nice, by the way. Um, first topic, I'm going to take you looking back, looking forward. We're going to look back to the France game for England, Rugby Union. What happened? I think England will be asking themselves that, uh, you know, all this week. And it was, it was disappointing, obviously. You know, England had a successful World Cup, um, didn't win the final, but for me it was a, a massive success and they would have been disappointed in losing that final, but then the next thing to do is, you're coming into a Six Nations, you want to start with a bang. Eddie Jones has come out in the media and said, look, we're, we're going to smash France. Wow. I mean, you know, you know and I know, if you're playing against a team and the coach comes out or any player comes out and says, we're going to do this and we're going to do that to you, I mean, what more, more motivation do you need? Um, and especially with Sean Edwards just taking over as, as the defence coach. I'm sure Sean Edwards was sat there just thinking, yeah, you think you're going to smash us, do you? Because um, obviously he wanted to make a, a massive impact on, um, on the Six Nations with France, with it being his first um, game in charge. So it, it, it kind of, there was a lot of hype before, beforehand. Um, I must admit, I've, I've tipped to England to finish first in the uh, table and it, I think it's almost gone out the window on, on day one but it was, it was just disappointing because you know they didn't turn up that first half you know they didn't get uh, didn't get over the gain line they didn't win the collisions you know some some basic mistakes that you know we're not used to seeing England play if you don't keep hold of the ball you can't build momentum you can't put pressure on teams um, our kicking game was averaging that first half you know, you had uh, Manu uh, injured after 13, 15 minutes, so we didn't get that uh, that go forward. Um, so it was, it was just disappointed, just just completely the opposite of what I thought they'd, you know, they'd come out with um, in the first half. I'm sure Eddie Jones had a word with him at half time. They came out second half and were much better. You know, Johnny May have to give him, you know, special praise because had it not been for his two tries and. You know, probably spared England, um, you know, a little bit of embarrassment because he came out with two, you know, two brilliant tries, individual tries. Great player, great speed. Um, yeah, I think he's up now to fifth in the all-time um, try scorers for England, and, and I'm sure there's many more to come. So, you know, England will be massively disappointed with a with a whole performance. They had the territory, they had the field position, but just getting down into that 22, they didn't convert, they didn't turn that into points. And they'll be massively disappointed. And the only thing they can do now is, you know, dust themselves down and, and get ready for this week because, you know, they'll, they'll face Scotland, who are going to be up for it. They're always, it's always you know, something. It's always special game. You know, Scotland have, have had a, you know, quite a bit of stick over the last few years just with performances. But last year, when when England played Scotland, you know, were beaten 33 nil or something at one point. All of a sudden. You know, Scotland come back and, it, and it's, you know, we're drawing. And it, was it um, if it wasn't for uh, Ford's, you know, last-minute brilliance, then you know we we, we it would have we probably would have lost the game. Um, but uh, but this week it's it's going to be tough going up to to Scotland. They'll be disappointed with their loss to Ireland last week. Um, uh, an error, um, you know, by Hogg. Um, dropping the ball just over the line. I mean, you would never see him do that any yeah. other time. It's one of those once in a career, once in ten year thing. You know, had he done that, maybe 
you know, Scotland could have won. So they'll be massively disappointed, but also um, quite confident that, you know, they have an opportunity. You know, they'll, they'll have watched um, the France-England game and think, well, you know, they, they didn't offer an awful lot. Um, so at home, you know, maybe we've got a chance. But, you know, I'm expecting England just to, uh, to come out as I thought they would do in the first game. And, and really take it to Scotland and put that much pressure on them, I think, you know, they'll, they'll, they'll crumble. But, you know, I predicted the first game for, for England to win it. They've lost. Um, if England lose this going week... Again, going well, again. If, if, if England lose this week, then, you know, that's it. Six Nations is gone. So, uh, yeah, it's... Uh, but that's what it's all about, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. It's, it, it's the few injuries for England to look out for as well. Obviously, you mentioned Manu there. Watson's not going to make it back. It's tough in the back line, a bit of a reshuffle. Yeah, it is, but, you know, they, all teams have injuries. The, yeah. the great thing about England is, you know, they've got more depth than anybody else. So as one comes out, well, as one goes out, another comes in. And, you know, I would, I would certainly not be blaming anything on the fact that England have injuries. Yes, it does make a difference, you know, um, when the likes of Vunipola are out because of that. You know, he's just such a great carrier, you know, one of the best eights in the world. But... You know, sometimes you just got to look back on a game and think, you know, man for man, way below what we normally would be. You know, let's just put it right this week. And, you know, thankfully in, in, in rugby, more often than not, you have another opportunity to put it right. And I definitely think England will do it this week. You've gone for Scotland this weekend, but I want to take you back now. Looking back, looking forward, tell us about a game that sticks out in the memory for Jason Robinson against Scotland. Um, I had quite a good good rate against Scotland, winning rate, um, scored quite a few few tries. Um, yeah, scored quite a good few tries. And it's always funny because, well, I'm saying funny, but I'm half Scottish. Yeah, no. So had... Half Scottish, half Jamaican. Yeah. So I had... Um, had Scotland had a good rugby league team yeah. back in the day, going back to the 90s, then I probably would have been playing for Scotland because I was brought up as a Scot. My mum's Scottish. I want to say, would, would your mum support Scotland or England? Uh, well, if, you it's, it's, if you play, yeah, if I'm would playing, would she still support Scotland? No, she'd support me. Yeah, she'd support me. Mum's boy. Uh, yeah, yeah, to be fair. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so it's, it's weird because, you know, I'm half Scottish, half Jamaican, captained England, <laughs> you know. Um, but, yeah, so I've had some great, great moments with uh, uh, playing against... Scotland. I think I think one of them was um, actually when I retired. So I retired from international rugby in 2005. Why? Oh, dearie me. After the Lions tour. Um, so what, I mean, I I think what people forget is I I played 541 games. Wow. Um, and I retired at 33. So I could have easily clocked up 600 games. And if you think about those 600 games, I mean, I'm playing for Wigan, you know, so you're constantly playing in all the games, you're constantly playing in big games. You know, I come to Rugby Union and, I'm, you know, it's Lions Tours, it's Six Nations, it's World Cups. Um, so, uh, you know, there's only so many games you can play. Um, but I always remember at the time, it was partly because sales charts were messing me about. I knew they, they, they hadn't renewed my contract. And... Uh, it, uh, it was just, I was just waiting for them and waiting for them and it just, it just didn't happen. Um, but uh, I just thought, um, 
Right, I'll just concentrate on club rugby now. Because I think sometimes you can go too long and then sort of fizzle out. Yeah. And, uh, you know, there's, there's lots of sacrifices with you know, playing for your country, travelling all over the place as well. Um, but I, so I retired 2005, having played internationals for 12 years. Um, and then had a couple of years, and Brian Ashton, who was an old coach of mine, um, first time when I played for Bath in, in, in 96, he had just taken charge of England. And he got on the phone and said, look, I've got a list here of, of people that I would love to be involved in this, this World Cup, and, and your name's on this list. And I was like, oh. um, you know, do I do it? And I just thought, right, there we go. Because I was playing good, I was, you know, I was captain in sale, I was playing well, and I thought, yeah, one last, one last shot. So, uh, came out of retirement. And then one of my first games was, uh, was I think, Scotland. And it's always a bit nervy because, you know, I was getting, on, was getting on a bit. You know, you've had two years out of retirement. There's a lot of pressure coming back. And I think in that game, I, I scored a couple of tries. So, it kind of just eased me back, you know, into, uh, into the test arena. And then, obviously, I went on from there to play in the 2007. Um, World Cup and getting to the final, so uh, so lots lots of memories of, of playing against Scotland. Um, they're always a, they're, they're always a much different team playing in Scotland. Tougher. Yeah. Oh, much tougher. Yeah, yeah, because you know that normally the weather's going to be crap. Um, <laughs> you know, it's normally raining and, and and you just expect a tough time. Um, so uh, so England, you know, we'll, we'll we'll face that as well this week. But I think they'll. Last week will be a kick up the backside that, that they probably needed. So we've, you've gone for England this weekend in the Calcutta Cup. Now we're going to switch to Rugby League because it's been a big week in Rugby League with Wayne Bennett leaving England yeah. and Sean Wayne, Wigan appointment, um, former Wigan coach, very successful coach, being made the new head coach of England. He's going to be based in the UK watching games, unlike Wayne Bennett who is Australian. Um, what's your thoughts on the Wayne, Sean Wayne approach? Uh, personally, I think it, I think it's a good move. Um, I think uh, I think Bennett, you know, great pedigree. He's done some amazing things over the years. Um, but but one of the disappointing things for me is I feel that the coach needs to be in the country. He yeah. needs to be going round to the clubs. He needs to be looking at the talent firsthand, not on videos. Just going to the stadiums, just watching them. Um, live, looking at some of the young players coming through, just so you've got a bit more of an idea of, you know, who is playing well, who's doing what, and and then when it comes to team selection, you know, you've got more of an idea who should be. I feel, who should be, uh, who should be selected. If you're not living in the country, how do you fully know how somebody's played? You can watch the videos, but it's completely different. You know, you need to go to those stadiums and and see the atmosphere, see the environment, see how they deal with things, see body language. You know, who's you know, when they've made a few mistakes, who's just going to dust themselves up back into the game? Who can handle the pressure? And you see that in stadiums. You don't fully see it, um, you know, on a on a on you a can't video. Feel it. No, you, you you can't. And I think also, you know, England's about identity. You know, when I look at rugby union, I think of the international game. You know, so many people are so proud. You know, to be English, the flags, yeah. the, the the songs. Uh, you know, are you one of them with the with the car flags? With the, the Union Jack glasses, <laughs> you, you that guy? 
probably not, but, but, I'm, but, I'm, but I'm proud. Do yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. I, I'm proud of it. And, and I think we need to get that back with, with, with England Rugby League. And I think, I think Wayne is the man to do it. You know, he's had great success, you know, as a player, um, as, as, as a coach with Wigan. And you can just see, you can see the passion. You know, you can see how much it means to him. And obviously he's just been in, he's just had a stint in Rugby Union. Yeah, yeah. Um, so he's left that role. Um, and, and he looks delighted, he looks delighted. And we've been great, the, you know, the players, you know, lots of the players know him, you know, they respect what he's done. And, and I believe um, he'll get the best out of the team. Um, he'll get more people engaged with England rugby. And it's hard to see because in Rugby Union, you have the Six Nations, you know, so you have your, from, from February to, to, to March, end of March. And then you have something in the summer and then you have the Autumn Internationals. So you just are constantly being fed England, England, England. Whereas in Rugby, uh, rugby League, it's just not the same. Yeah. You know, you can have a, a does, test does match. Does it need to change? Well, you, have, you can have a test match, you know, in one month and then have to wait another eight months before you see them play. Yeah. I mean, it's ridiculous. How can you get consistency in performance, in selection, um, you know, just exposing players to the test arena? Because you might be playing well for your club, you know, but going to play, and no disrespect to, you know, a Wakefield or a Casper, whatever, you go and play that one week and then you play test rugby, the level's completely different. You know, it's just, it, and you have to get used to it. You have to get used to that player. Play, I mean, we've got World Cup coming up next year. You know, you're going to have to play against the best players week in, week out, week in, week out. And there's no give. There's no give in it. You know, you have to keep raising the bar. So I think the more games that England can play, you know, let's have a fixture where everything shuts down for a week and then everybody can then be focused on England. Let's build it up. Let's give, not give anybody excuses. Let's pack a stadium and let's get everybody cheering for England. And, and I mean, as a player, you know, just turning up full stadium, England shirt on. I mean, you're absolutely pumped. We want to make it something special, not something that happens every eight months. So, you know, for me, great appointment in, in Wayne. You know, let's have a mid-season mid fixture. Let's scrap all the other games. Let's get every fan, I don't know how we do it, but reduce tickets, get them into Old Trafford, let's sell it out, and let's, let's put, like, England Rugby League on the map. Love that's the what passion. it's all about. But it, but it is, you know what I mean? That's, the, that's what, the, that's what the, the fans want, a successful England team, surely. The players want to run out in a full stadium, you know, you know, if you're making your, imagine that making your debut and it's a full stadium at Old Trafford or somewhere else, you know, how can you not be pumped for that? Looking also... Get me boots, get me boots, get, 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 get me boots. boots. <laughs> <laughs> Is uh, you going to run for a brick wall? Are you going to play again oh. this year? Legends game? No, no, no. Ah, no. Back, no. Bad I'll play five minutes, 60 minutes later. <sighs> Jace, you've got to come off, you've got to come off. Oh, good, good do, good do though. Um, looking... You mentioned England there. We're also, myself and you, we're operations directors for Jamaica going to the World Cup next year. We're going to touch on that in a later podcast, mm. but the big news story um, off the field in rugby league this year uh, was the arrival of Sonny Bill Williams. Mm. Sonny Bill Williams, legend athlete. We say athlete, he's boxed professionally. He's won World Cups uh, in, in both codes. He's an absolute legend of a bloke. Back at 34 in Rugby League, 
at the Toronto Wolfpack. What were your mm. initial thoughts of Sonny Bill coming back to rugby league and, and what are your thoughts of obviously his performance this weekend? A bit of a baptism of fire against Castleford Tigers at Headley Stadium. As long as I've been involved in rugby league, people have always said rugby league doesn't get the exposure that it deserves in the media. Well, welcome Sonny Bill. Yeah. Because he has taken the exposure to another level. Say what you want about him, you can call the fact that he's on big money, but that big money, for me, has already been justified by the attention that Rugby League has got in the world's media. Yeah. Not, not, not just Super League, not just in the North, but everybody wants to see Sonny Bill Williams play. So he's a massive draw card. You can see what he's done for Toronto. You know, Toronto, first time in the Super League, we want to make a statement, right, welcome Sonny Bill. I mean, no other team yeah. would have brought Sonny Bill into Super League. So you have to congratulate Toronto, you know, for that investment, for the vision, um, because, again, they're helping... The Toronto brand's gone global. Of course, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's gone global. Yeah. Everyone knows the Toronto Wolfpack now because of Sonny Bill Williams. Yeah, and, you know, it's... You know, in many ways, he's you know he's he's, he's taking a bit of a risk because <clears throat> whilst he's you know whilst he's played league before high level, you know he's done everything. I mean, it's very rare that I get trumped. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I played in three World Cup finals. Um, you know, but you know, Sonny Bill Williams, he trumps everybody, and yeah. I can't even box. So, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but I th you know I I just think it's brilliant because. Yeah. You know, fans, you know, at Wakey, Cass, you know, you, you're going to come. You're going to come and see your team playing against Toronto, but more so. And, you know, they say one man doesn't make a team, but at this moment in time, there's so many players that want to put themselves up against Sonny Bill. Can he do the things that he used to do? Can he? It's great having the Sonny Bill machine off field, but. He's got to perform on field. In is, can he do it in rugby league still? Can he do it? Yeah, I mean, there's there's lots of different factors. I mean, Sonny Bill Williams is used to playing at very high level. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's not like he's had time off from the high level. He's just been playing high in level. Cup, yeah. One of the things that is going to be hard for Sonny Bill is one, it takes a bit to adjust back yeah. into rugby league. So I get that the fitness and everything else is different, but also he has a way of playing. And I know myself from playing, you know, in the Wigan teams, you know, you get to know each other. You, get, you know, you know how each other plays, you know strengths and weaknesses, you know. I remember Vega Twiga Marlon playing outside Gary Conley and people like that. You just know where they would leave it for. You'd leave it on a plate, but you had to give them their space to do their thing and then know, boom, they'd get that offload or put you, do you know what I mean? So I think one of the hardest things for Sonny Bill is not how he plays, it's how everybody else adjusts to him because he's a big old unit he's got a great probably one of the best offloading games in world rugby either code so it's just then them working out right how can we maximize this because he's going to get a lot of attention everybody's yeah. going to look to stick him on his backside put him under pressure there's no doubt about it but when people do that it's going to take two three players to do it which then free space you know, if he gets that offload, that big arm, he's got, you know, his, his arm is longer than my body. Um, <laughs> but he's one of the best at it. So I think it'll just take time to settle in. 
Um, I always remember going into Rugby Union, it was like, welcome to Rugby Union. Everybody, the focus, everything was on you, and there's massive pressure, but there's also initially not the spaces that there would normally be, because obviously everybody's just focusing in on wants to, but who, somebody wants, who wants to be the first person to smash Sonny Bill? I thought Paul McShane had a good go. <laughs> Little Paul McShane from Cast Tigers, he, yeah. he got straight stuff into. Yeah, so, so you know, it's, it's, there's a lot of pressure on him, but he's used to having that. And I just think as, as the games go on, he'll get more settled. Um, he'll get uh, brought to speed with the game. He'll also learn more about his team. I mean, he's just chucked into a new team. Yeah. You know, and it's not like he's come and he's joined a St. Helens or a Wigan or a Warrington where the level of players, and no disrespect to Toronto because they've got a good team and they deserve to be where they are, but the reality is, you know, they're not a Saints. Yeah. They're not, they're not a Wigan Warrington. You know, they've still got to raise the levels, you know. They're, they're championship not, last year. Yeah, so... so you know, there's there's a lot of adjusting to do for all of the team. You know, first time in Super League, all the players will be like, you know, this this is it. We're, we're not used to this. The bigger crowds, more pressure, less time on the ball. So, you know, but I th I think it I think it'll come. It just needs a bit of time. And again, you know, you've got one of the best players in probably in, in sport, never mind rugby, you know, in Super League, we all should be singing the praises, we all should be making the most of it, because it's going to bring more sponsors in, it's going to bring more supporters, you know, through the turnstiles, and I mean, what is it not to like? You've experienced, obviously, a proper global game with Rugby Union, the, the international game with Rugby Union is phenomenal. The Toronto Wolfpack represent a real opportunity for Rugby League to expand into North America. There's a lot of naysayers. A lot of people don't like it. M62 corridor. They want to keep it strong, um, make make the game stronger in its heartland. What's your thoughts on the opportunity for rugby league in North America? Well, all the naysayers. That's probably why the game hasn't expanded as it as it should have done. I mean, every sport is looking to expand because that's where you get then, you know, global sponsors rather than Bob's Bob's windows. That is up in the north. You know, if, if I'm a, if I'm a company and I want to invest some money, and I've got offices in North America or wherever it be, well, I might start to look at rugby league now because there's another presence there. Yeah. You know, I can use it for clients. I can. There's there's, there's an interest there. But I found this with you know lots of sponsors. You know, we we need to get the game as far and wide as as, as possible. The game is great. You know, the game is great. But we've got to make sure that we do enough you know, to give people reasons to go and watch it. And Toronto are a great reason to go and watch it. We've seen that their crowds are good. You know, the interest over there is, is brilliant. So we need, to, we need to build on that. There's always going to be the naysayers and they're going to be the ones that hold the whole thing back. You know, you look at every other sport, all they're looking to do is, can we break America? Can we get into America? You know, I look at uh, Rugby Union, for example. It's, it's the fastest growing team sport in America. Wow. You know, the women's rugby's going, you've got, you know, you've got the sevens tournament, you know, and you can see how rugby union has used certain tournaments and, and, and certain things to, to get a presence there. Rugby union is You're a... You're cohesion, do you think, globally for rugby union with the governing bodies, do they work better together? Um, they, they, they probably do, and there's, there's, they, they, there's probably more scope to do a lot because internationally, rugby union is, is, is a lot bigger. Yeah. Um, but I, you know, I, I think, you know, I, I, we're definitely making steps forward. Yeah. I always remember, and it's one of the reasons why I left rugby league back in 2000, 
is because I'd done everything at um, club level, but I hadn't at international level. The game itself then was, was struggling at international level. We look at it now and, and, and it's in a much better place than it was before, but there's still a lot of work to do. You know, miles away from rugby union. It, it, it is, and, and there's some lessons there. You know, quite often, you know, in, when we're in rugby league, so many people are like, well, we, we hate rugby union. We hate, you know, I'm like, dear me, rugby league can learn a lot from rugby union and vice versa. You know, if you're, if you're trying to build a sport, you look wherever you need to. If somebody's doing something well, why are they doing it well? You know, how can we replicate that? You know, what is it that we're missing? Why is the game not as strong um, international level in rugby league? You've got to look at these things and then you've got to compliment the people that are doing it and see, you know, and just, just, just try your best to, to build it. It doesn't need to be massive steps. Sometimes it's just, just small steps. You know, let's, let's just try it. Let's, you know, let's make sure when we are putting on fixtures that they are in the right places. You know, it's all well and good taking it to various places, but we've got to really do our homework on who we're targeting and, and we need to make sure that when we do it, it is a success. You know, the stadiums need to be sold out. You know, let's not, let's not hire a 70,000 stadium and get 35,000 people in it. Let's just hire a 40,000 stadium and get the place pumping. Let's get it buzzing. Let's get it full. Um, and just let's get it behind it. You know, Rugby League supporters are some of the best in the world. Most vocal, passionate, but for some reason, and I do not know why, Alex, when it comes to international sport, you can get, you know, you can get 20,000. You know, we had 20,000 at uh, Headingley um, for last week's fixtures. Yep. You know, you can get big crowds, I think there's 15, 16,000 at Wigan. You know, you can get big crowds there. All of a sudden, you put an international fixtures on, where are the fans? Well, it's a lack of identity. It's a lack of connect connectivity with the fans. That obviously, we're not... The, the team, I think you touched on it earlier on, they just don't play enough games. You need to get more games, make them feel special, get them yeah. behind England, I think it'd be great. Yeah, so hopefully, you know, I think... Um, Sean Wayne will be, uh, you know, a big driver of that. So hopefully, that'll be the case. Yeah. Right to finish off. Um, next week, if anyone wants to ask you a question, you will answer it honestly. You will answer it truthfully. There'll be no shying away from questions. Yeah, I'll try my best. That's it. You, you said it now. If you've got a question for Jason, tweet him, message him back on Instagram, and we will ask all the questions next week. Finishing off with a bit of community stuff because you do loads of great work in the community with JR Sports Stars. Tell us a bit about that project you've been running for a while now? Yeah, we're just uh, just under two years now. So we set uh, JR Sports Stars um, up um, and it was really to, to go into schools and promote sport, promote um, health, well-being. And when I look at my own story, I look at the, you know, growing up deprived areas and sport for me just completely changed Changing. my life. Yeah, of course so. it did. So. You know, we want to inspire the next generation, and, and for me, it's going into the schools. And you know, normally we do an assembly, and I tell my story. Look, this is where I started from. This is where I got to. And just because you know you might start, you know, here doesn't mean to say it has to restrict you in what you want to do. So I always find that sports great for engagement. When you look at the background, demographic, the diversity of of, of schools these days, um, you know, it's just so nice to see. You know, young Asian girls, you know, playing with young Chinese boys and Jamaican girls, and do you know what I mean? Sport just brings everything. It just brings yeah. everything. It doesn't matter because in in a classroom when you're doing your work, normally you sit next to your mate, 
and if you do any projects it's normally with your mates but when you're doing sport in a playground and you've got 30 kids all of a sudden now you're on that team you're on that team and they start to mix they start to integrate they start it builds friendships and and also it teaches I mean, the sport teaches you so many great things leadership discipline um sort of that honesty um you know working together as a team you know so many different things um respect discipline so you know for me i just think if it's taught me that you know it's so good now to go into the schools we partner with companies and we go into schools i deliver an assembly and then throughout that term we go in and we do coaching it's multi-skill so i grew up you grew up playing whatever if, yeah. the, if your mate came out with the cricket bat right that's Play what we're cricket. playing <laughs> you know so uh, I'm, a, I'm a great uh, believer in in teaching all sports because you work in hand-eye coordination everybody's supposed to be a rugby player as much as I love it not everybody's going to be a rugby player um, but I think one of the key things for me is is the lessons it teaches you whether you go on to play sport at level or not you know now for me post rugby he's taught me so many things about business that i never thought i you know i would ever know and uh they're, they're the qualities that sport the confidence that it's given me you know to be able to speak in front of hundreds of people i would never done i couldn't even read a book at school in front of my mates i was i was traumatized um so we want to go in and just give that that positive um message of look it doesn't matter who you are where you come Everyone's from good at something. yeah of course you know you, you're special and you know you have an opportunity and and don't let you know past or circumstances restrict your future so you know we really enjoy going around the schools we're down in down in london you know over in lancashire we're doing some stuff right here in leeds so it's brilliant yeah we're in the ima offices right now if you if you if it sounds like a coffee shop it's because it is we've <laughs> yeah. got a coffee shop in here um so but it's, it's a nice environment we're having a chat relaxed chat uh, and one thing you do is go out and you help a lot of people. Uh, and as a young man, you want to give a big shout out to who's had a tough time in hospital. Tell us about him. Yeah, I was sort of made aware of this young boy um, over the last uh, month or so. And I mean, it's, it's, it, it's awful. And this little lad called Luke plays for Skipton um, Rugby Club, under sevens. Uh, unfortunately, he got meningitis um, in December. Got rushed to hospital, and you know the, the horrible thing that it is—the disease. Um, he's now um, had his um, legs amputated um, above the knee and, and lost both hands. So there was a, a young little budding rugby player, you know, one day sort of playing at his local club. All of a sudden, he's, he's, he's you know, I uh, got meningitis, and now, you know, he's uh, been looked after in uh, in Sheffield Children's Hospital. So I went to visit him. I had heard what had happened to him, and I just thought, you know, I'll just go there. I took him a few goodies, a few shirts, and ball, and, and stuff like that, and just to support his family as well. Um, they've got a game coming up at uh, Skipton Rugby Club. When's um, the game? The game is. I hope they get this right. It's the 28th or 29th, 29th Saturday, 29th, 29th of February, February yeah. at Skipton Leap Rugby year. Club. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's just it's just to raise money, um, you know, for the family. I mean, you know, you he's just got can't. A, he's got a real battle ahead of him. Yeah, you just you just can't imagine. You know, we've we've got children ourselves, and you just can't imagine that 
you know, happening to win your own. And the great thing about, I feel, about the rugby community, and we've seen that with Rob Burrows and, and a few of the other guys, yeah. Mossy, um, you know, when something like that happens, you know, it's about pulling together, it's about doing bits to help out. And it was just great for me to go and see him. I felt truly blessed. And also for the work, you know, that uh, Sheffield Children's Hospital have done, you know, um, his mum and dad have been looked after really, really well in, in a very difficult time. You know, he's yeah. been in there over Christmas. He's not, he's still in there. So they've had months in, in the hospital and, and, you know, probably, you know, under lots of pressures. Um, but it was just nice to go and see them, just to tell them, look, you know, we're all here, we're, we're supporting you if we can help. So I'm going to be going up to the game on the 29th. So I think I'm going to be the water boy. Uh, I can't play, it's I've got a, bad it's neck. A, it's, a great, it's a great role for you. Uh, well, yeah, <laughs> it might not be brought on as quick as it'd like these days, but, but now it's just, just kind of my way of just saying, look, you know, it's, it's a small, it's a small you know, gesture, it's a small effort, but it's truly behind you. And, and we just wish little Luke, brave little lad, um, you know, he's doing all his physio at the moment. He was showing me how he could, you know, just touch his ear and he, I was encouraging him to do his uh, physio and everything else. So, yeah, the sort of thoughts and, uh, you know, prayers with the family at the moment just to stay strong and that the rugby community is, is, is all behind you. Without a doubt, a big game for Luke on the 29th. Make sure you support it if you can. Um, Jess, great first chat. Uh, next week we'll talk about Scotland, talk about Jamaica and uh, see what the Six Nations have had in store this weekend. And we'll also mm. be uh, reading your column in the Express and seeing how you get on with that one. We're giving you a bit of critique, is that all right? Yeah, that's all right, yeah. Right, we'll see you next <laughs> week for the Fusion Podcast. Yeah. Unless you've got a better name, hit Jason up on his social channels. Thank you very much.